0: Good afternoon everyone. My name is Duran Henriquez, and I'm joined by my fellow co-host, Brother Sean Edwards of Present Truth Now Ministries. And today's topic for the Everlasting Gospel podcast, we'll be discussing Revelation chapter 14, verses 6 and 7. This is what comprises of the first angel's message. My brother, before we get started, would you lead us out in a word of prayer? Absolutely. So let us pray. Oh, gracious Father, we are so thankful
1: that you gave us another Holy Sabbath day, another Holy Sabbath afternoon. Now, Father, as we bring forth through the Spirit of God, this most important of topics regarding the first angel, I pray that you will hide us under the shadows of the Almighty and let your voice alone be heard. Speak to our hearts now, Father, in Jesus' precious name. Amen.
0: Amen. Well, it'd be good for everyone to, at least since we've described what we're going to talk about, Revelation chapter 14, verse 6 and 7. Let's start out by reading chapter 14, verse 6 and 7. So uh, I'll read verse 6, my brother, if you pick up verse 7. Sounds good. All right, and it says, And I saw another angel fly in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach unto them that dwell on the earth, and to every nation, kindred, tongue, and people. Saying with a loud voice,
1: Fear God and give glory to him, for the hour of his judgment is come. And worship him that made heaven and earth and the sea and the fountain of waters. Amen. Uh, my brother, what a most powerful, powerful, powerful two verses. You know, as Seventh-day Adventists, I believe that we all know these by heart. We can say it word for word, but many of times as I look upon these verses, I wonder how many of us are experiencing the privilege of having the, uh, the first angel's message who has brought the everlasting gospel in our lives, brother. Have you ever thought about that?
0: I've thought about it quite a bit and it, it really, it really does hit home because it, it's that component of, this is the message that is to be given to every nation, King tongue. it doesn't discriminate. It doesn't say to those in America. It doesn't say to those in Africa. It doesn't say to those in Israel. It says to every nation, King and people and for me, being in America, it definitely has that draw of, well, if this is supposed to go everywhere and it says the everlasting gospel, I'm, I'm a Christian. So does this pertain to me? Is this a message that I'm supposed to have? And besides just saying it, what does it all mean? Absolutely. And uh, one of the things that you just said is so powerful, Emma, is
1: the mere fact that the message, this message has been given to us as a people to give to the world. Let me say that again. There is only one church on earth that this message has been given to. To give to the world, what is the meaning of the everlasting gospel? The question is, how many of us, amongst us who actually understands
0: literally even what gospel means. Well, I mean, the, the, common, the common census would typically just say the gospel is the good news, my brother, because the gospel is Jesus dying. Is it not?
1: Actually, my brother, I'll be honest with you. If you actually go and pull 10 Christians, regardless of the denomination and ask them what gospel means, I agree with you. 10 out of 10 would say good news. But the question is, what does the Bible say? Or, Betty, does the Bible have the meaning of what gospel means? Does it have the meaning of it? Do you know what that is?
0: Yeah, it does. And it, we can find it if we turn in our Bibles to Romans chapter 1. And you find it very clearly and succinctly in verse 16. My brother, go ahead and read that for us. All right. For so Romans
1: chapter 1, verse 16, it says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Listen now, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first, and also to the Greek. So, right there, what I'm then, my brother, the Bible gave you an eye and the world the answer. Of what the gospel means. It is the power, the power of what? Of God. Unto for salvation. So then, the question that I have for you, though, brother, salvation from what?
0: Well, <laughs> so if I were to answer that question, in most cases, I'm to be saved from Satan, from the world, mm-hmm. from darkness. But if we turn in our Bibles, specifically stating in Matthew chapter 1, verse 21, we can get the answer biblically, again, taking the principle, taking that principle of line upon line, precept upon precept, therefore we will get our answer. And it says, Matthew 1, verse 21, and she shall bring forth a son and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. (laughs) That is powerful
1: brother. If you notice what God is saying, the everlasting gospel is simple. It is to save his people from sin, not in their sin. And this is what the gospel is all about to every denomination, to Seventh-day Adventists, to Catholics, to Methodist, to Baptist. He has come to save us
0: from our sin. This is what the first angel's message is bringing forth. Now, brother, you said something, so I have to ask. You left out Catholic. (laughs) But the reason I say that is this. I have priests, if I'm a Catholic, Uh that I can go to mass and I can go to confession and I can ask for them to forgive my sins. I can even If the Pope is present or another cardinal, I can go up to them and can I not go to them, confess my sins and be forgiven? Actually, let's go back to Matthew chapter one, verse 21.
1: And she shall bring forth a son and thou shalt call his name. Jesus Pope.
0: Well, is that what it says? Which one? Now, it, it, Pope. Oh, it doesn't say Pope. So it says Jesus. It says Jesus.
1: So the answer to your question is absolutely not. Only one has the power to forgive sin, and that is Jesus Christ himself. Now regarding the Catholic Church, we have Catholic brethren who are walking in the light that they have, but the system, the system of the Catholic world, is definitely not that one that God will honor because they
0: believe that they have the power to change laws. So not to diverge from the first angel's message. Mm -hmm. So we've discussed and we brought forth that the everlasting gospel goes to the entire world. Entire world. It's it's not just for the the Hebrew nation, the Jews. It goes to the Jew first, but then the Greeks. Amen. With that being said, we understand that the everlasting gospel, being the fact that it is good news, mm-hmm. however, it is not just simply the good news. Exactly. It goes further to that being not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, which is the power of God unto salvation. Amen. Saving us from our sins through one name only. One name. And that is Jesus Christ Himself. Jesus Christ alone. That is powerful, brother. Alone. Now there's there's actually one point of that that we kind of over we've, we've overlooked okay. the word everlasting. Mm. All right, let's go over the word everlasting. Just think about it everlasting.
1: That means always been. So this has been the gospel from, from the, the beginning. From the beginning, from the get go, it's his nature. You know, it is his nature that God and sin cannot dwell within the same place. So from the time Adam and Eve (laughs) sinned, the everlasting gospel was put in effect to save them and us from living or dying in sin. The question is, do we want the everlasting gospel? Because when the everlasting gospel come into each one of our lives, we do not stay in sin. Sin cannot dwell in our
0: heart That the everlasting gospel has control. And I think that that brings out a very good point. You brought it out to me at the very beginning of this this podcast. Are we experiencing it? Mm. That's that's the biggest thing. See, there's a lot of theorizing. There's a lot of theology in a sense. Mm. We can say a lot of words. We can give that lip service. But guess what? If we are not changed, Mm. therefore into this, and can, I can't, can I, I just let me stop. Can I give you something I don't possess? No, you cannot. So can I give the everlasting gospel if I have not been saved from my sins? Let me think about that. Maybe you could,
1: but, 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 just think about it. What are you giving them? Are you giving them from experience? Are you giving them from a theory of what you think it is? One, it's not real. You're not giving it in reality. One, you're just giving it because, hey, I read something. This is what I believe it is. But in reality, you're not actually living that which you are striving to give. So basically what you're saying, brother, is this. You cannot give the reality or the experience of the first angel's message if you yourself is not experiencing it. Exactly. Then it's given in power. That is the key, though, is giving it to another person in power.
0: Praise God for that. Praise God, truly. When we, when we consider what we've just covered, what we've just talked about, that experience, mm. when we really just think about it on a personal, individual level, what does that look like for me? What does that look like for you? And for all our listeners. What does that look like for you to have this experience? If we were to sum it up. Five words. Go. And sin no more.
1: (laughs) Okay. Yeah. You got me there, brother. (laughs) That indeed is what it's all about. Go and sin no more. And. To go along with that, there is a, uh, a reading from the Pen of Inspiration. Um, it divinity combines with humanity, does not commit sin. That's what the everlasting gospel
0: does. That is the experience of the everlasting gospel. That's what the first angel brings out. So, in conclusion, understanding this first angel's message, this message that If I heard you correctly, only one church, one church has this truth. one church. So this one church has to give this message to the entirety of the world, which in its fullness Mm. will create in individuals, sinless people. Oh, looking just like Jesus Christ. Isn't that all he's waiting on, brother? That is all he's waiting for. He's waiting for a bunch of mirrors. That's it. That That's reflect it. <laughs> him. Amen. So,
1: Beloved, are you ready for that? Because I'll be honest with you. I believe as Brother Duran and I continue with this podcast, there are a lot of things that we will throw by the grace of God. And I pray that you will bring me a payment paper because we have much to say
0: to all of you, my brother. Praise God, we do. And as we will join you next time, consider, look over these two verses. And as we have don't believe us just because we said it, get your Bible out, read it, turn to these verses. And if it be thus saith the Lord, then believe it. Mm. Praise God. Praise God. Let us close in prayer, brother. Amen. Our gracious, loving Father, we thank you. You provided all that we need, all that we need in truth. We pray that your Spirit has been with us now, will be with the listeners, and that truly the experience we can all partake of, that of the first angel being that we go and sin no more, Amen. that our humanity mixed with your divinity. Mm. Does not commit sin. Praise the Lord. Help us each one to be victorious, for you have risen with all power. We thank you and we praise your holy name. Be with us now. And until next time, we pray in Jesus we ask. Amen. Amen. Until then, brethren, we'll see you on the next podcast. Be on the lookout. And by God's grace, blessings. Blessings to all of you.